Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 11th of March, and good to be back. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, of course, you can always pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you are listening on a podcast, then head on over to marcustoday.com.au and you can read the disclaimer there and sign up for a free 14-day trial if you're not already a member. All right, well, another uh, interesting night in the US. We saw the US CPI number come out last night, 7.9%. That's a big jump, but it pretty much was as expected. Uh, In fact, anything over 8 would have been really uh, not particularly well received. So 7.9, at least it was under 8, seemed to be the consensus on CNBC this morning at least. So 7.9% is the highest rate in 40 years for US CPI inflation. But uh, once again, all eyes on Ukraine as well. Dow Jones closing down 112 points, or 0.34%, 33174. NASDAQ down just shy of 1%, 126 points, 13,130. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, down 0.43%, 18 points to 4260 with that VIX index. Coming off the boil slightly, 31, down 2 points. 5.92%. 5.92%. SPY futures showing a loss of 38 points, 0.53. Of course, we are heading into the weekend where anything could happen, so the market will be somewhat cautious today. Uh, on commodities, last night we saw Brent crude down 1.6%, $1.81, 109.33WTI down 2.47%, $2.68, Gold had a bit of a leap higher, 0.61% higher, $12.20, 2000 nearly on the knocker, 2040 cents. So a pretty good day in store potentially for our gold sector, although we have got the Aussie dollar at 73.59. So we are seeing some of that negated in Aussie dollar terms, uh, 73.59. So going pretty well, that Aussie dollar. Iron ore down $1.20, 156.35, down 0.76. Other commodities, we had copper up 1.5%. Nickel, of course, still closed. Uh, could open tonight in London uh, on the LME, but uh, there has been no official date Uh, put on that opening so it might not even open tonight we'll see how that goes coal all over the place uh, down 13 percent last night we had aluminium up nearly three percent zinc down 1.3 lead down 0.5 ton up 10.23 percent big move in the ton price last night as a result of all this we saw bhp up 1.96 percent in adr terms Rio up 2.6% in ADRs. Freeport up 1.5%. Alcoa up 4.3%. Tech up 4.6%. Anglo up 1.7%. Glencore up 6%. Vale up 3.1%. And Arbomile missing out slightly on the memo about those higher commodity prices. Only up 0.66% of a percent there. Here you can see the S&P 500 after a bit of a, a wobble. During the morning session and over lunchtime, it did close 
up towards its high. So a pretty good comeback uh, going into the close for the S&P 500. Obviously, that wobble on the 7.9% and bond yields rising as well on the back of that high inflation rate. Also, news coming out of Europe as well, not really helping in terms of the ECB there. Uh, major stories, the bond yields rise as stocks pair drop, oil slips, and the ECB is surprised with faster stimulus exit on risks to inflation. There's no um, progress on a ceasefire in Ukraine and Russia. And JP Morgan says it's actively unwinding its Russian business, joining Goldman Sachs. So uh, certainly everyone is getting out of Russia. I see uh, McDonald's has also <coughs> paused It's uh, businesses in Russia, 62,000 people employed by McDonald's in Russia. And uh, you obviously won't be getting a Big Mac anytime soon near the Kremlin. Iran says unacceptable proposals from the US complicating return to a nuclear deal and the White House willing to relax economic sanctions on Venezuela if it sees progress towards restoring democratic governance. And the UAE says it will not boost oil output unilaterally, committed to the OPEC Plus alliance. Of course, OPEC Plus includes Russia. The House approves legislation barring U.S. imports of Russian oil. Not that the U.S. does import an awful lot of Russian oil either, unfortunately. And traders crank up their bets on how high inflation will soar in the coming years. What to expect today? We've got the opening address by Philip Lowe, who's the RBA governor, at the Banking 2022 conference in Sydney. We also have New Zealand manufacturing PMI for February. Of course, that spy showing a minus 38-point effective start to the index. Also, lots of ex-dividends today, but nothing of any substance. But uh, certainly, that will weigh a little bit. But it will be more about caution. We've had two days of pretty good gains But it will be a little bit cautious heading into the weekend. Of course, two days of news coming out of Europe and the Ukraine, never easy. And next week, of course, we have the Ides of March, where the Federal Reserve gets to meet on the 15th and 16th. And we should get the news out of them on Thursday morning, our time, in terms of what they are going to do with rates and stimulus. So that will be the big, big event next week. So the market will certainly be cautious on that. We may see some commodities bouncing around today, some commodity stocks bouncing around. Uh, The oil sector in the US was slightly better as well. So we may get a little bit of buying in our oil sector today here on the back of that. Uh, It has had a few days of um, negativity. Uh, The ECB last night surprised markets by accelerating its exit from the pandemic-related stimulus Energy being one of the biggest sectors in the U.S. doing quite well last night. S&P 500 energy sector was higher. Information technology, the biggest laggard. Ten-year yields in the U.S. hit 2%, backed off a little bit, 1.99%. Australia, 2.36%. And Germany, back up to 0.27 when I went away last Friday. Germany was pretty much zero and now 0.27, so a big move in Europe. And obviously, all the events are happening in Europe at the moment are far closer to home to them, and the European markets are suffering accordingly, where the US, by its tyranny of distance, is escaping a little bit less, or escaping a little bit more from the the Ukraine-Russia fallout. Yesterday, Chinese stainless steel futures plunged 12%. They hit their trading limit on Thursday. And we have Brad Hazard from New South Wales, the health minister saying that the winter COVID surge could be on the way. We are seeing numbers pick up. I thought that COVID was officially 
done and dusted given the uh, the media coverage of Ukraine and the floods etc but it seems that covid doesn't want to leave the front pages just yet we also saw last night a fall of 6% in bitcoin certainly not behaving as uh, one would expect in this um, volatility in new south wales and queensland 5000 homes have been deemed uninhabitable. And this is going to be a massive issue, not only for the rebuilding, getting tradies, getting materials to rebuild, but also the cost to rebuild. The insurance premiums will soar if you can get insured at all, of course. And there is the short-term problem of actually where to find housing for people. I noticed this morning I was listening to the ABC and they were talking about a convoy of caravans and camper vans heading up to northern New South Wales to try and help alleviate the crisis of housing. Housing shortages were enough as they were before the floods, let alone after the floods. So that is going to be a major, major issue, is housing people. could be uh, positive for some of the uh, the tourism stocks, uh, like Apollo, in terms of uh, their uh, camping and caravan side of things, but uh, maybe a long bow. Focus and Mirror may make a fresh bid for Unity and BTI, which is Baylor and we've talked about that one before, has been relatively cheap compared to the NTA. They've sold an investment in a thing called SMI for $20 million in cash, which will raise the NTA. I think it's by six cents. So uh, watch out for a little bit of a push higher from Baylor today. And Brookfield has bought Latrobe Financial for $1.7 billion. Question of the day today, simple one, do you crypto? Certainly we've seen some uh, some big moves in crypto in the last week or so. We've seen some big moves in crypto full stop. But do you crypto? Is it something that you have embraced? Is it something you are trading? I read in the papers that there was a crypto uh, king that had just bought a massive house in Melbourne on the back of their um, crypto investment. So do you crypto? That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Good to be back on deck. Uh, Once again, it's going to be an interesting day. And as usual, you can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your company over there. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto. And uh, certainly a useful place to exchange views, talk about stocks, etc. And if you're listening on this on a podcast and you want to listen to some of the other podcasts that we have, there is the Marcus Strategy Podcast with the Morning Meeting. There's the On the Desk Podcast from the team down in Melbourne, and there's my On the Couch podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Marcus, and uh, we'll be doing one on crypto in the next week or so with any luck. So that should be quite good and good to listen to. Otherwise, that's it from me today. Looking forward to catching up with some of you from Sydney in uh, on Wednesday night next week. Otherwise, have a great weekend and be careful out there.